Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Hey all, welcome back to the podcast. This week and the next couple weeks, we will be talking about all things relationship and what you do when everyone else seems to be moving ahead, moving on with their lives, and you just seem to be really stuck where you're at. And this is by popular demand, mind you. And when I say popular, it's not like tens and thousands of people are asking me to talk about this topic, but there's quite a bit, a handful of my friends and listeners who have reached out and said, can you talk about dating? Can you talk about marriage? Can you talk about, you know, relationships and all that entail. So before we get into marriage, relationships, and all the juicy topics, I wanted to touch on a topic that I don't think a lot of people speak on, especially from a Christian perspective. So for the next couple of weeks, the first topic in this realm of topic, so subtopic of the big topic is all my friends are dating what now? Backstory. When my friends first started dating, I got lonely. I got insecure. I got, um, I, well, not got. I felt like I was the third wheel, the fifth wheel all the time. And I probably was on most occasions. But, you know, it was just very uncomfortable because everyone else was moving forward, moving on with their lives. And I was just stuck where I was. Now, granted, I genuinely did not think I would get married someday. I, from very small, from a very young girl, I just always thought whenever I'm 26, 27, year, 27 years old, I would probably be single, um, celibate for the rest of my life, and I would adopt all of the children in the world and continue to do the Lord's work. Genuinely, that was my thought process. That was my goal. Um, that's not to say I was never interested in guys. I there were certain guys that I, were, well, I was very attracted to. There were um, a potential men out there. And but, you know, just things never set in. A lot of that has to do with growing up in a very strict home. And for those of you who know my past, my history, that kind of shaped my thinking moving forward outside of home. It, it shaped why I had such a negative feeling or a negative um, outset on uh, towards men. So all that to say, I just genuinely never thought I would get married. I would find a spouse someday, even though I thought guys were super attractive. And that was that. But whenever my friends started dating and uh, they started going on dates and the friend groups started shifting, I felt left out. I felt like something was wrong with me and I felt like there was this pressure to date and that was always the hot topic. The The question of the hour is, who are you dating? Are you talking to anyone? Do you think you're going to get married someday? And the list goes on. And I think especially in the Christian community, we have this pressure that we place on young Christian women and young Christian men. And there's this understanding or there's this um, underlying expectation where you have to be married at a certain time. You have to be dating at a certain time, married at a certain time, having children at a certain time. And these expectations put so much pressure on young women and young men that they feel as if, you know, if they're not dating at a certain age, something's wrong with them. 
And I genuinely thought that. I genuinely thought that I was left behind. I was lonely. And I th- there was something wrong with me. Genuinely, I thought something was wrong with me. So for those of you who are listening, you're single, whether it be you're, you're in your early 20s, late 20s, early 30s, late 40s, whatever stage of life you're in, but you're currently single, the first thing I want to talk about is poor reasons to be in a relationship, one of them because you're lonely. That's a horrible reason to be in a relationship because you're lonely, because everyone else is in one and you feel like, you know, the only way to get invited to these to these things, the only way to be included and not feel like lonely is to date someone. And that goes into dating someone. Another reason, another poor reason to be in a relationship is dating someone because of the, because they're convenient poor reasons, absolutely poor reasons. And you do an injustice when you date someone out of convenience, you're hurting them. You're, you're not just hurting yourself, you're hurting them because that shows the amount of worth that you place in them. Hey, you're convenient. I'm lonely. You're lonely. Let's, let's do this thing. Awful, awful reason to be in a relationship. But let's dive into it a little bit more. Another one of the biggest reasons why people feel that pressure to be in a relationship outside of that pressure from family members and the church community, if you're a Christian, that is, is feeling left out. Another poor reason, because you feel that no one wants to invite you because, you know, your friend group has changed and, you know, you're the single Pringle. You're the one that people poke fun at all the time. Poor reason to be in a relationship. If you're listening to the to the, to this episode and maybe you might be discouraged, maybe you might say to yourself, Vashti, but I am in my 40s and I'm still single. Um, how dare you to tell me that's a poor reason to want to get married? Desperation. Desperation does not mean that you will find true love because you're desperate, because you are basically at your wits end to change your current internal value of yourself does not mean that you will truly find what you're looking for. Desperate times mean desperate measures? No, not when it comes to someone that you're going to commit yourself to long term. Here's things you can do when you're single though. And these are things that I did myself. These are things that I learned to do when I was single And when all my friends started dating and being in very serious, committed relationships, first thing I did was I formed deep and meaningful relationships with people outside of my friend group. And that kind of branches with number two, branch out of your circle of friends. A lot of times we remain stuck where we are and we see everyone else moving forward when we're not putting effort. We're not putting any energy into changing where we are. A lot of times we complain, oh, poor little me, I'm lonely. But we don't do anything about our loneliness. The only thing that we dare to do is in desperation, find someone that is desperate as well. And we compromise our own convictions. We compromise our own standards in order to fit a mole and to fit a friend group. Again, poor reason to be in a relationship. So branch out of your friend group, branch out of your circle and develop deep and meaningful relationships. I can honestly say I've gained more friends in my time being single than I have in being in a relationship and being married. 
I've gained so many friendships during that season of my life. And if I could go back, I would go back in a heartbeat. That's not to say I don't enjoy marriage. That's not to say that I'm not thriving where I'm at. I love marriage. I love everything that entails. But my singlehood was one of the best times of my life. It was a part of my life where I truly will never forget. I traveled the world. I did internships. I, I gained new friendships, gained new perspective. I tried new things. But one of my biggest goals while I was single was to become a better version of myself than I was then. And I think what we, we, we've lost in this culture or society is bettering ourselves. We better ourselves from the outward. Our outward appearance changes. I mean, 14-year-olds looks like 21-year-olds today. That's the most that we do. That's the most effort that we put into changing and advancing ourselves. But becoming a better version of yourself is saying, I will not wait to find someone to be the peak that I could possibly be. I will not wait to find someone and call them my better half to become the better version of me. And, you know, the whole concept of, you know, he completes me, she completes me, she's my better half. I I don't like that concept because we kind of sell ourselves short. We say, I'm just going to work to the most minimal point of my life and I will wait for someone to fit the other part of me that I haven't quite fit yet. And it's awful. And that's why we see so many relationships die. We see people bouncing from relationship to relationship, heartbreak after heartbreak, and then they settle and get married only to end up getting divorced 10, 15 years end. Because we created a habit from our dating lifestyle where we jump from guy to guy or from girl to girl short term just to get that dopamine hit to fit that friend group, fit that mold out of desperation or because we're lonely or because someone is convenient. And then... That shapes the rest of our lives. Super depressing. I know. Very, very sad. The way I'm uh, just the way I'm saying all of it. I'm thinking now, man, Vashi, that's a really sad story. But is is the truth and it's the rest of your life. Dating out of desperation, dating out of convenience, dating because you're lonely are poor reasons to date. And just the idea of looking at being single as a negative thing is absolutely wrong. It's an injustice you're doing to yourself. Singlehood, once you are married, that whole stage of singlehood, that time frame of your life, you're never, ever going to get back. Your 20s, your early 20s, late 20s, you're never, ever going to get back, especially that specific audience. That time of your life is one of the most pivotal part of your lives where you get to develop, where you get to pretty much pave the rest of your life. You get to become a version of yourself. You get to, to, to write a part of history. And what are you going to leave behind? For a lot of us, it's, I worked my nine to five, then I went home, made dinner, or I door dash, and then I um, watched Netflix all night. That's, that's a lot of people. Genuinely, my conversations with single friends is, oh, it's, it's pretty much the same every day. And then there's a few, I would say 2% of my friends, of my friends in all different sectors, 2% of my friends are truly thriving. Single friends are truly thriving. They're traveling the world. They're doing that thing. They're experiencing life. They're saying, hey, I'm not going to wait for a man to satisfy me. I'm not going to wait for a man 
to start traveling. I'm not going to wait for a man to, to learn new things, to try new things, to, to, to figure out a new habit. I will not wait to, for a man or a spouse to meet that bucket list. And that's my challenge to you who's listening. And if, if it's not a man, then it's a girl, vice versa. But that's my challenge to you. While you are single, branch out of your circle of friends, travel, try new things, become a better version of yourself. Don't wait to become a better version of yourself. And that's what a lot of people do. They wait until they start dating. And that's when they tackle those issues. That's when they, they look at those deep hurt that they've had in their life. And they think, oh, wow, this is a really nice time for me to um, go to counseling. This is a really nice time for me to figure out my issues. No. And, and I say that because I did that too, to a certain extent. When Jared and I, my now husband, when we started dating, before we started dating, that is, before we met each other, we were both in a place in our life where we wanted to become the best version of ourselves. And that was him on his own. He f- found that out. He, he had that desire and me on my own having that desire as well. Personal encounters with God. And that was something that we were chasing after. That when we started dating, we were at a better place in our life. We kind of set ourselves up. The foundation of our life was set up on we were already becoming better individuals versus broken individuals coming together, trying to figure out our crap. So that's my challenge to you. While you are single, just because all your friends are dating, it shouldn't mean that you are lonely. It shouldn't mean that you just stop where you're at. It shouldn't mean you just sit there and wait for someone to call you to be the third wheel or the fifth wheel. While you are single, while you are in one of the most prime time of your lives, do that thing. Be courageous. Be adventurous. Go beyond your limits. Test your limits. Test your strengths. That bucket list that you have should not be contingent on whether or not you have a spouse or whether you are dating. That bucket list that you have can, can be done with just you alone. And of course, the Lord on your side, but it can be done with just you alone. Singlehood is a beautiful time of your life. Singlehood is precious. I envy my single friends sometimes because I think, man, you guys are thriving where you're at. And even though I had done a lot in investing, my, investing in myself while I was single, I wish I did more. But hindsight is twenty twenty, always. So for those of you who are listening, those of you who are single, those of you who are complacent and thinking, well, I'm just single. That's all I can do. I, I just got to wait until I find a man or I got to wait until I find a woman. Remove that mindset. Just take that completely out of your mind and start today. Today is your day to start writing history that you'll remember and look back on and say, you know what? In my 20s, I did this, 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 and this. And it's not just about a checklist, but it's also living at your capacity, your absolute capacity. That you can look back and be encouraged by what you've done, what you've accomplished, by who you were. You weren't just sitting there waiting for a guy to motivate you to go to the gym. You weren't just sitting there waiting for a girl to help you figure out your life goals. But you were working on that now. You were actively working on that. 
You created friendships that you probably would have never created. Do that now. Because those friends, I'll be honest, the friends that I created when I was single, those are people I still hang out with right now. Those are people that I am thankful I had the courage to say, you know what? I love my friend group, but they're all dating right now. I'm going to network, network and become friends with people and to join friend groups that I probably would have never joined, not because of any prejudices, but it's because, you know, I was already set. I was dead set in my friend group. So that's my challenge to you. Go out there, do that thing. Don't settle. Don't look at singleness as an awful time in your life. But look at it as an opportunity to change who you are, to to encourage those around you, and to do crazy, crazy things. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons. Stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, God loves you most.